0: All right, so today I have Kaylin Mayhew on the line. She's the president over at Merit Financial Advisors. Kaylin, welcome to the show.
1: Adam, thanks so much for having me.
0: So I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Merit Financial Advisors as president. And also, just to get a little bit more into your background, I mean, um, in, in the financial space in general, I feel we don't have enough Women in those in those leadership roles so I'm interested to hear how you did that and, and if Mayor is has any type of commitment towards that um, but before we get go along that line let's get a little bit more into your background um, so how did you get started in business
1: well uh, I think uh, probably the best place to start would be college I had a uh, finance professor uh who was an adjunct professor and was a financial advisor and I was a marketing major taking my little loan finance class and <laughs> he uh he pulled me aside and said hey you're you're doing really well in this uh in this class here did you realize that there was a, a degree program um uh, along the lines of financial planning and uh, he described it, and I said, wow, you know, if I, if I don't end up going into the financial services and, and using this degree in my work, it sounds like this could be something that could be life-changing uh, for me personally, just to uh, understand all the ins and outs of what all is involved in, uh, in financial planning. And so I was actually one of the first um, graduates at, uh, at my college to go through what's now um, pre-approved for the uh, CFP board as far as their uh, C, uh, certified Financial uh planner program. So I'm one of those uh folks that several decades ago um found uh what I was passionate about and loved uh in college and um that uh led to a uh, amazing opportunity um with uh a, a female founded uh firm. Uh, I got introduced to uh my Partner of many years, um, Aaron Botsford, uh, pretty much right out of school, and uh, it was just fascinating. So you mentioned as far as the uh, the females in the industry, that's definitely something that um, wasn't apparent to me until I attended my uh, first uh, conference. I was just under the impression that the financial services industry was like others and that it was pretty equal. And I can remember walking in and I stood out like an absolute sore thumb. <laughs> I bet you um, did. <laughs> there was uh, lots of dark suits and um balding men and um not a whole lot of uh youthful females with uh ponytails. So it uh I, I did not so. uh, exactly fit the part.
0: Well, that's a great story, and I can picture that. Like that that's funny. You're like, wait a minute, where are my people at? Oh, they're not here. <laughs> you were definitely a trailblazer in what you're doing there. And and you know, there's some younger people listening that are maybe just um just um, graduating college and they're considering what their career is going to be and some of them may have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of interest in finance. What kind of advice would you give to that new college grad on going, on going and pursuing a career either as a financial planner or just in general in finance?
1: Well, I think that um the day of the uh the unicorns as I call it uh may be coming to an end or at least there's fewer unicorns. Um when you look out there in the financial services, um there's a, a lot of firms that were founded by those unicorns. Um those ones that are just really really good at what they do, um very very good as far as new business development and uh bringing in those new clients and um, and willing to make just unbelievable sacrifices to uh to start up um, in the business Um, What I'm seeing as far as the the younger folks is that they're really wanting to be a part of a team. You know, they're not wanting to be that rogue individualist that, that, you know, a one in a million unicorn that's willing to sit there and step out. They're really looking to plug into a firm that has an established um, way of doing business where they're able to operate truly as a team. So not just on paper, but um, they really are uh, part of a tribe and they're, they're they're in there together it's not in necessarily eat what you kill and uh the person down the hallway is is looking at your um potential clients as their potential clients um so i i would say you know to the to the younger folks if you fall in that camp um to be very um Inquisitive um, if you if you walk in and they're they're really focused on uh, you as an individual and, and what you're bringing to the table um, as compared to what kind of leads you can bring the firm immediately out of the gate if they ask you questions like you know how many Christmas cards do you send or how many contacts do you have and you know that kind of thing they're probably looking at you to fill that unicorn role and you may be that unicorn but if you're not um, there are firms out there. Uh, uh, that have built a business um, to support those advisors.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, so, there's, so it's not. Um it's not like it once was as much so now there's different and and i've seen that by the way in multiple different types of platforms where certain certain firms they they work um pretty hard on lead gen for their advisors there's just a lot of different um different routes and models out there so that's great um, because once upon a time you didn't really have that that option in my opinion it was more so you had to you had to go out there and the atmosphere that you described is pretty much what it was like across the industry um Absolutely. so great to hear that there's some changes being made so that it can also broaden the industry and attract the new the new um group of millennials that are are entering the workforce um, Caitlin, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get more into what you're doing as a president over at Merit Financial Advisors and also if you care to comment a little bit more on, I mean, again, I don't want to overlook your um, your role as president there as a, as a woman and also a pioneer in finance and what you're doing to maybe further that initiative in the industry.
1: Yeah. Well, so... Um merit in general uh we're a um combined uh three billion dollar firm um we've got uh six different locations and uh, 65 employees. And so when we sit there and we we look at that, um, my role in particular, um, while I'm still uh, client facing and um, just adore that, uh, that part of my role, um, a lot of my time is spent on strategy and um, the client experience and focused on what our future growth looks like. Um, it's interesting as far as you mentioning the, the female aspect of it. We're actually a majority female firm. Um, we've got wow. several um, uh, females. Our COO and um, several of our branch managers are, are female. And then obviously, you mentioned uh, me and my role. Um, it's just interesting because Investment News had a um, had a uh, article out, and I saw a statistic that said 17% of financial advisors are females. And I just thought that that number just seems so, so low. And so when I sit there and I look at our success, Um, I attribute a lot of it to the diversity that we have, not only male, female, but also just additional diversity across um, ages and ethnic backgrounds and um, just backgrounds before coming into the financial services industry. It's just a very diverse group. So when we sit there and we look at what the female advisors are bringing to the table um, and then pair that with the fact that um, there's many studies that have shown that over two-thirds of the um the money in the US is going to be in a female's control and female clients in general so I've been doing this um, uh, for over 20 years now and in my opinion my experience the female clients um, while they're less concerned about the I mean performance is still an issue um, but they're less concerned about the details as far as the sharp ratios and standard deviation and um, diversification um, they're really looking for that deep relationship um, they want to have that connection with their trusted advisors and i have found it to be just invaluable to have a female in some part of that relationship um with the clients and so if there's folks in our industry that haven't had that light come on, I think it's going to come on really soon. So Mm -hmm. I am focused. um, Our firm actually is a uh, conglomeration of a few firms that um, number one was founded as far as merit, but there's been a few acquisitions. Um, Two of those acquisitions have been um, from female founded firms very, very successful firms. So I think what we've done is we've noticed that the um, the interactions with the clients have been different with those firms. Um, the team um, uh, makeup as far as uh, number of females and um, uh, the employees and team that are working with the clients um, is higher from a ratio standpoint. And um, we would really like to continue to be the resource um, for the successful female advisors that don't have... You know an absolute internal succession plan nailed down that we could come alongside their team and their clients and provide that so we've really been focused on um, what that looks like as well as just growing our organic growth we're starting a uh, division um, where uh, one of our uh, focuses in that division is going to be female advisors that are building out a uh, service platform uh, for women that have found themselves in a financial driver's seat for the first time. Um, and most of this is suddenly. Sometimes that's through a divorce. Um, other times that's because their husband uh, has passed away. Um, so we're really um, uh, focused on, on that piece um, of the equation, and making sure that we're thinking ahead, and that we just continue um, to uh, to grow um, what we're able to uh, to do in that space as far as working with our, our female clients and supporting our female advisors. You
0: no, know, that's great, and it's definitely innovative. And I know that you're doing a lot in your role in focusing on client experience. So mm-hmm. I'd be interested to um, to hear your your thoughts on. On, on any trends that are out there and maybe FinTech or otherwise that are just making overall service better and financial advising. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting things happening.
1: There absolutely is, and I think um one of the uh, misconceptions uh, that is made is that especially um in our industry uh working with um, if there's firms that work with retired clients or uh, different folks as far as maybe they're not that uh, that Gen X or the millennials that are into everything technology is that the clients don't want that um, when in fact everything that we have tried everything from um, uh, automatic scheduling as far as the ability to schedule uh, on a uh, calendar um, online. Um, we had advisors that said, nope, 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 that's not going to work. My clients don't want it. And now all of a sudden they are sitting here <laughs> saying, this is amazing. Um it is saved <laughs> their team time. Um, they have, you know, folks that are working on other things on their team. The clients are uh, happy um, uh, from a, a standpoint of client reviews. I, I can remember the day that our financial plans were done on yellow legal pads and we had the calculators wow. out in the meetings and now you have these sophisticated programs. Um, and, and the clients want that. They need they that. Do. And so mm-hmm. if you have anybody um, that's not making significant um, uh, technology uh, investments, um, they're going to be really swimming upstream soon. Um, we have made a, extreme capital um, uh investments in the area of technology and I would say that at least half of that has to do with our client experience and the other half has to do with our employee experience. We realize in order to keep um, attract and uh retain our um, talent that we're going to have to provide a, a best in class um, uh platform for them. They're not going to our employees don't want to sit there and have inefficient uh double entries and um no that doesn't serve the client well either so it's very very important to us and it's been a huge focus
0: no that's that's great and i i think i think the client has also evolved a lot in the last 10 years i remember the moment i i'm no longer in the industry as i mentioned but i remember the moment that i gave up my office um for my practice and i and because I, I did the math and i was like wait a minute nobody's coming in the office anymore <laughs> and i and i thought about why and then i thought because i had a some, um, let's just say some um, more advanced clients and I thought about why and I'm like oh they prefer FaceTime because they FaceTime with their grandkids all day so now it's yes. the same thing so if they're it FaceTiming is. with their grandkids why do they want to get in the in the car and come to the office when they can use a you know I, in this case a lot of times I just use FaceTime Absolutely. and they love it it's more of a personal connection that's how they you know once upon a time it would have been we would have thought oh video no way my clients don't want to do that and then I just did the math and I'm like, what if I'm FaceTiming with an 80-something, you know what I mean, client? And I'm like, I'm like I would have never thought in a million years that was going to happen. But yet they do that to their grandkids all the time. And that's their emotional connection also um, across different, you know, as the as, as the family dynamic has changed, people have moved to different states, even countries so that's how everybody connects and I was like wow what an evolution and how quick it happened I'd say within 10 years everything changed that scheduler thing we go back 10 years, it may not have been acceptable. Um, somebody may have been insulted. Now it's like, I don't want to go back and forth and do five emails. Just pick a time. <laughs> like, nobody wants to do that. So it works so well. I'd love it's to hear what so, you're doing.
1: Yes, so efficient. And, like, on our financial planning intake, um, we have a way that our clients can um, upload a lot of the information, like social security numbers and birth dates and things mm-hmm. like that. How easy is it to transpose or not be able to read someone's handwriting? But when they're doing uh-huh. it themselves, It's just so efficient. They actually appreciate it. Versus, um, I think at at certain times we think like, oh, this just won't be widely accepted. But I think it's um, it's become a a standard. Um, It's uh, it's what they expect, and they want to see that you are uh, using technology appropriately.
0: I also really love your dedication to what you're doing uh, for your employees because I'll tell you one of the one of the biggest pain points that millennials have in the workplace is that when they go to work it feels like they're traveling back in time it's like why when when they go home and they fire up their mac or their whatever computer they're using or mm-hmm. if they're even on the social media platform on their phone during lunch um why do they feel like they come back like into the future and then go 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 back to work got to go back to the office and then it's like what is this program what does this interface even look like so i love mm-hmm. that you that you get that and um based on all the things you're saying obviously you've been very successful already i'm excited to see um, much more success go on over at Merit Financial Advisors. So, Caitlin, if somebody is um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information, um, what's the best way for them to get that?
1: Um, probably our website. Uh, it's got um, all of our contact information on there and uh, more information about the firm, which is uh, Merit, M-E-R-I-T-F-A dot com.
0: All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, Kaylin, I really want to thank you for um, coming on the show today and sharing some of your background and how you're pioneering um, in the financial space. So I really appreciate that. Uh, To the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Kaylin, thanks again for coming on.